Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today we're going to talk about Come Drink With Me, a 1966 Shaw Brothers film starring Cheng Pei Pei, directed by King Hu. It's about the character Golden Swallow, played by Cheng Pei Pei. She is a martial hero who is out to save her brother from a group of bandits who have taken over a, a local temple. She befriends a beggar along the way, and it, it culminates in a big showdown between her, the bandits, and the abbot of the temple. And I'm just going to leave my synopsis at that and get right into talking about the movie. Uh, Lady Chaofeng, what did you think of this film? I enjoyed the film very much. I like the strong heroine that um, is Cheng Pei Pei. I think she's a wonderful actress. I know this is one of uh, her beginning films, but she did a great job portraying the heroine of the story. I like that the heroine has to go and save her brother who gets himself caught um, and is being used as bait to release the head of this bandit gang. Um, I thought she was just really cool in the way that she, she played it. You don't get to see very many strong heroines like her. Yeah, no, I think she makes this, she makes a very big impression and she has a, she has a commanding presence. I know she was only like 19, I think when she made this, but she has a real commanding presence. I feel in this film. Um, and you see it in her other movies too. Uh, and and also just her her physic her physicality, she you know uh, she the if you, uh, she's one of these people that I think if you pay attention to her footwork in these movies you can really appreciate the um, the the athleticism that she's bringing to the table. It's a different kind of athleticism right. than some other films, but the, you know she has a, a dance background. And I do I, I know in the commentary track to this movie they did mention that there was some kind of like martial arts training as well. And, and you can see her grow as a, um, you know, like with a lot of actors in these films, you get to see them grow over time as right. they get more proficient with different weapons and different things. Um, but here she really, she really, you know, makes a, a strong, uh, I mean, she was in other movies, but this was, I believe, her first real martial hero role. And it's a really strong debut. Um, I enjoyed her facial expressions. During the movie, she has this stare about her. You know how Betty Davis had the sultry look? Yeah. She really, Cheng Pei Pei has that mean eye stare going on with her in this film. Without, you can tell that she's angry and someone's about to die yeah. when she gives that look. Well, she almost barks with her eyes the way she looks yes. at people sometimes. It's a very distinct thing that she does that I don't think I've ever seen anybody else quite do. And I think that's why, like I've shown people this movie and not told them who she is. And eventually mm. people, and, and, and I mean, this is like, you know, the, the decades difference, but she, you know, they eventually realize, Oh, it's that lady from crouching tiger, hidden dragon. And, Bruh. and it's the, it's, it's the expressions. It's the expressions in her eyes that she does. You know, she, it's, it's a very remarkable thing. I, I think you're right. It's, um, uh, and 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 I think that's part of the commanding presence that she has. It uh, um, exactly. Yeah, she has. She has very. There's a, there's quite a. There's a few expressions that she has. She has the 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 the, the like when she shoots somebody down with her eyes, where she's you know, uh, is a very commanding thing. But also when she's lo locked in battle with people, she has that look mm -hmm. that she gives. Um, 
but it's a focused stare. That one's definitely I'm concentrated on you to get the job done kind of thing. Well, and that's her character in this. And it's have you seen Golden Swallow, the uh, the sequel to this one? I've only seen it once. Okay, because the because uh, we'll, we'll get into it, I guess, after we talk a little bit about the movie. But like her character in this one is very sort of task focused, I find, and is like a, you know she's she's kind of uh, you know uh, she's up there with all the great martial heroes in these films that are sort of the more a little bit more solitary and uh-huh. independent. Um, I mean, I know that there's, there's kind of a, uh, she has sort of a, a, a kind of relationship with the beggar who's sort of like, a. um, I don't know what your opinion on this is. Uh, do you feel that they, that, that she sort of became almost like his student by the, uh, I did. I thought that it was, um, a master student kind of relationship towards the end of the movie uh, with all the hints and clues that he gave her and trying to give her advice, you know, telling her to be careful when she went to the the temple and, and aiding her and just the, I don't know whose idea the plan was in order to get her brother back in exchange for the, in exchange for the bandit leader and taking out the abbot. I don't know exactly whose idea it was to me i think it might have been uh drunken cat's idea more than hers because she wasn't she was kind of not willing to go along with it at the, at the beginning because she said her her father would never go for it and then drunken cat says well good thing your father doesn't know what's going on kind of thing so i think it was his whole plan so i think he was kind of leading her like a master would through from, the whole movie from the very beginning of the film you're saying right. it was okay yeah that, i can i can definitely see that i think um what i found interesting about their relationship was how at the beginning she she has such low regard for him initially and, uh-huh. and then even when she has higher regard for him she's still highly suspicious of him and kind of talks down to him at times um and then when she sees what he can do she's like oh my god this is like a, a real master and right. and her whole disposition towards him changes but to me it kind of also shows what she values she values you know that sort of that level of mastery um and so i just again i find her character very sort of um i don't know i i don't know what the word is like monk-like or just devoted to the martial arts like you just have a sense of uh uh her character is a um is 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 kind of like a um you know, like a, like a Clint Eastwood type hero. Um, yeah. I think she was more devoted to her job. And like you said, at the beginning task oriented mm-hmm. and focused on getting her brother home safe and making sure she was very focused on the law. Cause she kept saying that um, these characters needed to be caught and they needed to face justice. And it was all about justice. She was the, like Clint Eastwood, kind of like the long arm of the law. And that's what she was there for, was to make sure that the law and justice was served. And she was very inflexible on that point. They talked to her, they tried to negotiate, and she's like, nope, you're coming with me, I'm going to arrest you, you're going to come willingly, and then I'll try to make them give you a light sentence, but, you know, <laughs> nothing guaranteed. I'm sorry? But you're going to get a sentence. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're going to get it either way. 
And I loved, I loved, well, well, also the directing of this movie, the way that it was shot is beautiful. Like the way when that opening scene, when uh, Jade Face Tiger comes over the hill and uh-huh. is it, that's just an, a wonderful introduction to the character. And then there's that battle sequence where you have guys like getting art. I think somebody loses a hand. Um, yes. People are getting impaled. Um, you know, at this time, I think the, the way that they were doing that was quite different. Um, and but also just the framing of the scenes like there's the, the the colors and and the and the placement of the characters all look really composed it looks like it's a really well thought out movie um so i i, I really appreciate that about this film and the the characters the i think my favorite is uh smiling tiger um with the you know the the character with the big beaming smile oh, that just never stops yeah and the fan that he had and i liked how the fan was a kind of signal when they went when they were in the restaurant and the um when she first arrives on the scene and they're in the restaurant and you know he has the fan one way and then he flips it and then everybody sort of attacks yeah no exactly yeah and you think that because i was i was talking so i did a podcast with kenny and elliot about this one too and we lost it because of the the technical difficulties but but we were having a discussion about that where we were like, was that a signal? And I, I, th- I think it was a signal. And I think you, you it sounds I like you agree. So yeah, I thought so too. I mean, why else would you flip it? Oh, I mean, it wasn't like a slow flip. Like I'm trying to wave the air around. It was like a quick flip to let you know, because on, if you notice on the fan, I'm all about details. If you notice on the yeah. fan, one side was blank and then the other side had something written on it. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. when he flipped it from the blank side to the written side is when they attacked. So I, you know, I sense that as the signal. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's what was going on there. Um, and, and in King who does stuff, I think he's very detail oriented as a director. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what was the case. Um, and the, the sequence at the, at the temple too was, I, well, I guess we should talk a little bit more about that end scene because that is like an iconic moment. And that's, um, I think that's like the the big end scene that a lot of movies emulate, you, you know, down the road. Um, but that scene where she's in the inn and all the guys are kind of slowly getting into position, you're sort of seeing who... I'm sorry? Right. I just said right. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, and, 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 the, and you sort of see who all these bad guys are. There's that guy with the weird eyebrows who's... Uh, I think they called him white-browed wolf or white-eyed wolf and he sticks the two daggers in the table and uh-huh. and there's the um the i forget i think they called him abacus man um and you know just all these different characters uh goofung is in there he's kind of a i don't know if his character actually had a name or not but he's just one of the one of the bandits that's in the end yeah, but I think every, they just called him number five. Did they call him number five? Okay, so yeah, he's probably so. Uh, but but he was kind of just there, and you have Smiling Tiger, and um, I think there was another character in there too. But they're all kind of getting around her, and it's just this buildup where they're 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 slowly they're slowly like escalating, like the situation. And uh, I love their banter as they were getting in position because one of them asked for a drink of wine and one grabs the jug of wine and says here and then throws it. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, you don't exactly sort of know what's going on, but it's like, okay, there's something, something going on and something's going to happen because they're circling her, but they're having this kind of 
playful banter that's kind of serious yeah and and if you if you remove the situation the dialogue could just be like a conversation almost like here's some wine ah here's some money why don't you take some money and and uh but it's like quite serious and then by the time it gets violent you're like you're 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 so invested in it and then and then when the violence breaks out it's very it's very different from a lot of other wuxia movies it it it's not like this just constant you know barrage of attacks or you right. know just unending action there's sort of it's it's there's sort of pauses and then you know a cadence to the walking and then these and then and then this flurry of strikes as they attack each other and, and it really gave me a, a western kind of feel in that the movements at some at some points were like slow and deliberate kind of like a showdown between people but she was facing a whole group so she was having this showdown with the group yeah exactly i yeah i definitely get that 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 vibe from it and it's and they're also feeling each other out you get the sense of like she's skilled enough that she wants to know exactly what this person's capable of and doesn't move until she has a better idea of what they can do and she's like they're they're reading each other the whole time and it's it's also very rhythmic there's like a mute like there's like that that wooden drum in the background Mm -hmm. that's that's rattling and and everything kind of seems built around that cadence um so i just really like that aspect of the movie that it's it's uh it's it's quite different and you see it in most king who movies like especially in like dragon in you see similar style uh fight choreography but um uh but yeah i i quite like the end scene and then that's when the um drunken cat shows up the 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 beggar character who's uh, yeah hands stuck in the door yeah um but then that temple scene i think the temple scene even though i know that the end scene's great and it's iconic and there's a lot to talk about there i, I like the temple scene something about that scene where she shows up to give an offering at the Buddha statue. And right. Then, and then I think uh, Jade face tiger kind of flirts with her a little bit, but uh, he's trying. Yeah. She's not having any of it. And, and then a fight, a real fight breaks out and, and, um, and, and pretty much everybody in the group attacks her. It's like her against everybody. And, and they have that big battle in the courtyard and and she's dressed in almost like a like a gi. She's got like almost like a karate gi and like uh, trousers. Um, right. And and it's just a. I I think that's where the that's where I like the 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 fight scene really starts to get very interesting for me. Um, and uh, and 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 also it's uh you know it's where we sort of get the sense of you know, like. The, the danger that the bandits present is, is maybe even more than you thought it was. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. What was your favorite moment in the movie? Um, I like, I like the final fight. I like that she showed up to the final fight at, um, with, while taking the, the prisoner with a whole group of women Oh, the the retinue, the retinue of um, yes, yeah. that was. I think that was that's what what stood out to me the most was that she they was she wasn't just surrounded by men like her brother was, uh-huh. but she brought a whole bunch of powerful women with her. And and that scene too, they're using swords, which is not because in the whole movie she uses twin daggers, 
And right. That kind of limits a little bit of like, you know, there's very short range. So it limits the kind of motions that she can do. Uh, mm-hmm. And when they get when they when she has the sword, there's there's more spinning and more, um, you know, or, or at least more people being killed when she spins because she's, <laughs> you know, she's hacking them. And uh, there's a great sequence there where uh, and they use this reverse crank thing. So some of it's a little bit sped up and looks kind of unusual. But right. But she's she, it's like a dance. She 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 spins and like hacks a bunch of guys. Then she reverses the blade into somebody behind her and then she pulls it out and she stabs a bunch of other guys. And that that whole scene with like a tracking shot just to me is really gorgeous. Right. Um, and he obviously used her dancing skill in the twirling of that scene, which was great when you can use uh, an actor's assets to bring something together so beautifully like that. Yeah, I agree. And I think the, uh, and you especially see that, like I, I always tell people, look at her feet when you're watching a Chen Pei Pei movie and you don't right. see it quite as much in this one, but by the time you get to like Lady Hermit and stuff, you see that, 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 that footwork that's, uh, you know, like, like the, the, the spinning is like a really big part of it. And, um, I, I think that, that here he was, you know, he, he made, he, it's like, I, I don't know if another director would have, you know, picked up on that as much, maybe like he, I think he, I think Cheng Che has a real eye for people's physical abilities. I mean, he obviously, you know, put the, the venoms on screen. So right. I think, uh, that's, you know, I think that's, I think there's, I think there's, you can see that at work here too with Cheng Pei Pei, um, in that he's, you know, he's, he's taking her, uh, her dance background and bringing it into the fight. And also I think he was trying to emulate like Peking opera style, uh, combat, so he it worked with what he was trying to do, right? In terms of the aesthetic, it's kind of got like a and and this you know this is something they mentioned in the commentary track, but it's kind of got like a uh, a Japanese and Peking opera kind of uh, style to it, sort of like a fusion of those two things with like some Western stuff thrown in, like you were saying. Um, but it meshes together oh so well. Yeah, and his style's distinct. It's like his own thing. Like it, it, it becomes you know, like when you see a King Who movie, especially like as he, as you see, you know, like you get more into stuff like Touches End, uh, you know, he, he just is a, a, a phenomenal director. I think um, he's one of those people where you, you can see a shot and know it's him. Um, right. And uh, and and I, I would I would put someone like you know Cheng Che up there too, who's kind of like you know he's got a very distinct look. You kind of know when you're in a Cheng Che movie. Yes, you kind of, do. <laughs> so is it, and I think he's sort of similar, um, but in his own way. Uh, and um, and yeah, so I'm trying to think of what else is uh, is worth delving into with this movie. This is, I mean, this is one of my favorite films. I really, really like this movie. I watch it a lot. I, I um, uh, it, it's I, I don't. I, it's not necessarily my favorite Wuxia movie, but it's one of my favorites, and it's right. one that I, I go to a lot. Um, and it and it. Um, and I think it's one that, uh, every time you watch it, you kind of notice something new. It's not, it's definitely, it's definitely a very well-made movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know what, what, I mean, you would mention that you, you know, that the heroines in this were of particular interest to you. So I guess we could maybe get a little bit into that because this is, um, you know, definitely a movie that features a, a female hero and, and I think over the course of the '70s, you do see less and less of that. Um, there are exceptions, 
but right. it's kind of sort of the stereotypical uh, <clears throat> narrative that you generally will hear about martial arts movies is that that kind of does decline with the rise of sort of the more uh, you know kung fu focused Bruce Lee style uh, movies. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you had any particular thoughts on that one. Um, I just I enjoy it as being something different than the usual brotherhood-centered movie where um, you have all these righteous men going up against these male villains and it's, I'm going to fight until I die and, and everything. But she had her focus of the law, but she also was trying to be kind of lenient with them, telling them that, you know, so she had a compassionate side by telling them that, I will beg your case for you when you go to court, if you turn yourself in. So, it, you know, it shows that she could be tough, but compassionate at the same time. Um, one thing that I, that always gets me though, is the women playing the men in these films. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't understand how the men don't pick up on it right away, but Drunken Cat was very astute, and he knew from the beginning. I know um, King allows us, the audience, to know that she's a woman when she is settling in for the night and she pulls her hair down. We know that she's a woman. But, um, you know, she goes through that whole scene where he gets her out of the house and um, pretty much saves her, and then um, they're talking, and she's asking all these questions, and he goes you're pretty wordy for a man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me know that he also knew, but none of the other people around them knew that she was a girl. But so the, you know, I like drunken cat because he was, um, astute and I don't know. He and playful. And I liked his interaction with the children in the movie also. Yeah, um, there's, there's the whole retinue of, um, orphans that he goes in there with. Right. Sing. And there is there is a song in this movie. He sings in this movie, so that's kind of yes. got a, a that was, very that was good. It's it's got a very to me. I mean, to me, it feels very classic because I know, like you know, older movies, you know, you, you sometimes do see music, and and in this one, there's there's music in it in midway through. Now it's part of the plot, so it's like connected to what's going on. But exactly, um, it's not thrown in there. You have to really listen close. It wasn't until I'm. I think the second time that I saw it, that I realized that when he was singing, he was giving her clues to her problem. And then he asked her in a not so distinct way that, you know, he needed help with his problem. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, because he's got his own thing, which I didn't quite get into in the recap. But his the, the, the abbot that shows up is his former sect brother, who basically killed their master <laughs> and now uh um the the drunken cat character was given the master's uh bamboo pole and the the abbot wants it <laughs> and so he has to decide you know if he's capable of, of of defeating the uh the abbot character who's quite i mean he's a real uh deadly villain in this he, you know you, yes. at one point golden swallow stabs him in the belly and her sword just bends i think and he just has this look on his face, like you know, just you know, you could do this ten times and it won't, it won't affect me. Um, and uh, and he's also pretty ruthless, as as Abbott villains go. Um, 
there was a there's a movie called Temple of the Red Lotus, which came out a little before this. It had a similar kind of setup where um, there's like a, a temple that's basically, you know, taken over by a group of bandits that are, or the temple is a group of bandits essentially. But, um, but he kind of reminded me of, of those types of villains. Um, but this one, yeah, I think uh, I like that you feel that you're, you know, again, it's kind of like with the kid with the golden arm. This is a movie that you feel like you're just being plunged into this martial world that's populated with all these different martial heroes and villains, um, and and there's a sense of rootedness to it too. So, like, you know, you have when you find out the backstory of Drunken Cat and the Abbot, you know, it's right. like you get that that sense of oh, this goes deep. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Um, uh, I know we were. We, I, I think I deviated us from our <laughs> from some other point that we were talking about. It was probably more interesting, um, but uh, but yeah, I think now what do you, you know now what do you think? Because and again, we can probably do this in like a separate Golden Swallow thing at some point. But um, the the sequel to this is directed by Cheng Che, and and is very different from this movie. And her character appears again, but is is cast a little bit differently. And I was curious what your thoughts on that movie were. Um, I don't remember it that much. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Cause in that one, she's kind of more of a, she seems like almost more of like a love interest in that movie. Um, and Jimmy Wang, you uh, sorry, Jimmy Wang, Yu's character kind of becomes sort of more the, the focus of the film. Um, but I, but it's, a. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just interesting that, you know, and it's a great, I think it's a great movie on its own, but it's also at the same time, like, it doesn't feel like a sequel to the, to this movie, just given, you know, like I, you know, I kind of, you kind of want to see Drunken Cat again and you want to see her character. Oh, he's not in that one? I don't think so. I think, um, I don't even think the actor, uh, who played him is in, I think, uh, is in, is in, in that movie as, uh, What's his character's name? He has a hard whip. I know that. I can't remember his character's name, but he's like her. Uh, initially, he, it's sort of like a love triangle movie between Golden Swallow, Lolia's character, and Silver Rock, played by Jimmy Wang Yu. And Silver Rock is this spectacular hero dressed in white who, who, who you know, just want. He's like the best. You know, he's just going around killing people and and wants to die on a hill somewhere, like the character from the the um oh, kid swordsman the, lee. yeah yeah like swordsman lee um he's exactly like that type of character but but a lot more likable um and uh and and, it, and it's a very good film but but it just doesn't quite uh it doesn't feel like a sequel so much as like they took some elements and went in a different direction right um but yeah so i don't know i i but i i really like uh come drink with me and um you know, I, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a really gorgeous movie. I guess my only thing is when I recommend it to people now, I'm a little cautious because I'm always worried that I'm going to, sometimes when I talk about it, I, I, I paint this, this image of it and they're not picturing like a 1966 movie. And, right. and so then when they go to see it, they're like, oh wait, people are singing. And, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it maybe feels a little bit too like the pacing might be not quite what they were expecting right, it's and, a little slower yeah what did what did you think of the pacing i thought it was slow but not 
that the slowness hurt the film. I thought the slow, the slowness was perfect for the pace of the film and what it was trying to accomplish. I think if they had rushed through too much of the fight scenes, you wouldn't have gotten a real sense of the kind of person that um, Golden Swallow was, her focus and her determination and her um, her concentration and everything. I don't think that would have come across if the fight scenes particularly had been really um, fast paced. I know that you said that, um, how did you put it, that uh, she was sizing her opponents up and you can't do that real quickly. It takes a little bit of time, which I think was needed. And I like how they they drew the characters out for for everyone. You got a real sense of each character and how strong they were in the movie. I, you can't do that bing, bang, boom. You know, it takes time to really do good characterization. And I think that this film did that. Yeah, I agree. I think the fight scenes really bring the like you don't need the characters personalities to come out in conversation sometimes they can come out just in the way that they present themselves in a fight right and that's this does a really great job of that because you know you know what she's about by the way she moves and you know you know you know what a lot of the other characters are about just by the way that they move so um and it's that 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 sort of plotting and that um yeah there's just like there's like a slower rhythm to it that uh uh, it, it does take its time, but it's it, it kind of builds more tension. You're sort of like, well, oh, somebody's going to do something. You know, who's going to do something next? Um, yeah, just like in Westerns did, you know, the older Westerns took their time with the, you know, the, the dueling scenes and flashing back and forth to the people's eyes so that you can see the emotion in the eyes that, you know, so this was great. Yeah, and it really does ramp up the tension a bit. You really you get much more suspenseful when you have that uh, that build up like that. But it takes patience, I guess. Um, yeah, so so I don't know. I I've I so so people might not realize this when they're listening to the podcast. But we recorded two back to back because my uh, my previous uh, come drink with me podcast fell into the ether, and so Lady Chow Fung stepped in and is uh, is kindly doing another podcast. So I'm going to end it here just so I don't take up too much of her time. But I don't know, is there anything that you wanted to add before we uh, before we finish? Have you had any final thoughts? My final thought is if you want to see a strong heroine that is played very well, that this is the movie that you need to see. All right, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So I will leave it there, and we will talk to you next time.